everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Quotes this week presented by Live Law and I am your host Ostika Das. In this episode we are going to talk about the latest development in the Gyanwapi Mosque case, a writ petition related to RBI's decision to withdraw 2000 rupee banknotes, a plea seeking a cooling off period before Supreme Court and High Court judges can accept post retirement political appointments and more. Let's begin. In a significant development the Allahabad High Court has upheld an order of a local court in Varanasi and dismissed a plea challenging the maintainability of a suit filed by Hindu worshippers seeking worshipping rights inside the Gyanwapi Mosque compound. The revision plea against the order of the Varanasi court was moved by Anjuman Intezamia Mosque Committee which manages the Gyanwapi Mosque. In September last year, the Varanasi court had dismissed the management committee's plea under order 7 rule 11 of the Code of Civil Procedure objecting to the maintainability of Hindu worshipper suit and held the said suit to be maintainable. For context, the dispute is over a structure in the wuzu khana in the Gyanwapi Mosque in Varanasi. A wuzu khana is an ablution pond where Muslim worshippers wash their hands and feet before offering their prayers. While the Hindu worshippers claim that the structure is a shivling the mosque committee has firmly maintained that it is a part of a fountain The Reserve Bank of India surprised everyone last month by announcing that rupees 2000 currency notes will be withdrawn from circulation There have been two legal developments on this front First the Delhi High Court dismissed a public interest litigation challenging the notifications by the Reserve Bank of India and the State Bank of India permitting the exchange of rupees 2000 currency notes without requirement of any identity proof the plea was moved by bhartiya janata party leader and advocate ashwini kumar upadhyay upadhyay's plea was resisted by the reserve bank of india and other official respondents on behalf of the rbi it was argued that this was not demonetization but a statutory exercise Senior advocate Parag Tripathi also pointed out how the top court has historically abstained from interfering in matters concerning the economic policy of the country. The council appealed to the high court to dismiss the petition and levy exemplary costs. Ultimately, the Delhi high court dismissed Upadhyay's plea, noting that the purpose of issuing 2000 rupee notes had been achieved. The purpose according to the bench was to meet the currency requirement of the economy promptly. in november 2016 when the legal tender status of high value banknotes of rupees 500 and rupees 1000 were withdrawn all of a sudden thus the bench observed that the government's decision not to insist upon any requirement of identity proof for exchange of 2000 rupee notes could not be considered as perverse arbitrary or something which encouraged black money money laundering profiteering etc post the dismissal upadhyay moved the supreme court in appeal and sought for the matter to be urgently listed unfortunately for him though a vacation bench headed by justice sudhanshu dhulia refused to entertain his request for urgent listing the bench stated that it would not take up such matters during the vacations and allowed upadhyay to mention the matter once the apex court reopened after the summer vacations amid mounting criticism over retired judges accepting post retirement sinecures a pil petition has been filed seeking a cooling off period of 2 years before any retired judge of the supreme court or high courts can accept a political appointment
This petition has been filed by the Bombay Lawyers Association with the objective of upholding the independence of the judiciary, the rule of law and the principles of reasonableness as well as to save the democratic principles and the basic aim and object of the Indian constitution. The Petitioner Association has alleged a violation of the fundamental rights enshrined under Articles 14, 19 and 21 besides pointing out that the powers of the superior courts under Articles 32 and 226 to issue writs have themselves been consecrated as a part of the basic structure of the constitution. The petitioner has also adverted to the recent appointment of former Supreme Court Judge S. Abdul Nazir as Andhra Pradesh's Governor. Since 2014, Justice Nazir is the third such judge who, after retiring from the top court, received a high-profile appointment. Former Chief Justices P. Satasivam and Ranjan Gogoi both accepted such appointments, with the former being appointed as the Governor of Kerala within five months of demitting office, while the latter was appointed as a member of the Rajya Sabha exactly four months after he retired from the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has stayed in order of the Madras High Court by which it had restrained the Joint Parliamentary Committee on the Forest Conservation Amendment Bill 2023 from proceeding in term of the press communique issued by it. For those who are unaware, the central government is in the process of amending the Forest Conservation Act and to that extent, an amending bill has been prepared on which suggestions and objections have been invited from the public at large and non-governmental organizations, experts, interested institutions and other stakeholders. The controversy is over the publication of the bill only in English and Hindi. A writ petition was filed by one Thiran Thirumurugan at Madurai bench of the Madras High Court seeking direction for translating the bill in Tamil and for accepting suggestions in Tamil language. The High Court, while passing the impugned order, noted that though it does not want to stall an important amendment bill, it was necessary to put it on hold to explore the possibility of publishing translated copies of the amendment bill as well as the press communique in all the vernacular languages of the country. After appreciating the endeavour of calling for suggestions, the bench has also noted that the object would be defeated if the bill or the press communique did not reach the masses who are not familiar with English or Hindi. Solicitor General Tushar Mehta appeared before the apex court and insisted that the proceedings of the joint parliamentary committee could not have been stayed. He also assured that the committee would publish the bill in Tamil as well, which meant that the cause of action of the writ petition disappeared. On the basis of the statement and an affidavit by the Lok Sabha Secretariat that a Tamil version of the bill would be published by next Monday, the top court proceeded to stay the Madras High Court order. Last month, an unusual order was passed by the Allahabad High Court directing the head of the Astrology Department of Lucknow University to determine if an alleged rape victim was a Mangalik by examining her Kundli or birth chart. This order was passed by a single judge while hearing the bail application of an accused who allegedly refused to marry the complainant after establishing sexual relations with her on the ground that the girl has Mangal Dosh in her Kundli. Mangal Dosh in Hindu astrology is a belief that Mars or Mangal would have an adverse effect on a person's life, particularly their marriage. A person believed to be born under such influence of Mars is called a Manglik and subscribers to this school of thought believe that marriage between such a person and a non-Manglik would have disastrous consequences. Anyway, in the special hearing today, 
a vacation bench comprising Justice Sudhanshu Dhulia and Justice Pankaj Mithal took suomoto cognizance of an article that Live Law published and stayed the High Court's order. The bench also expressed its disapproval of the single judge's direction to examine the complainant's kundli or birth chart, saying that it was totally out of context and disturbed the party's right to privacy. Solicitor General Tushar Mehta agreed, saying that the order was disturbing and may be stayed. We have done a detailed video on this. To watch that video, click on the link above. The Delhi High Court has agreed to hear a plea by the National Investigation Agency seeking death penalty for Kashmiri separatist leader Yasin Malik, who was convicted in connection with a terror funding case. Solicitor General Tushar Mehta, representing the NIA, argued that propagating one region to be separated from the country made the case rarest of rare. Among other things, Mehta also pointed out that Yasin Malik was held responsible for killing four IAF personnel in Rawalpora, Srinagar and the kidnapping of Dr. Rubaya Syed, the daughter of then Union Minister Mufti Muhammad Syed. Malik was sentenced to life imprisonment by a special NIA court in May last year. He had pleaded guilty in the case and did not contest to the charges against him. While awarding him life sentence, special judge Praveen Singh had observed that the crime failed the test of rarest of rare case as held by the Apex Court. However, now the High Court has issued notice in the petition filed by the National Investigation Agency against this order passed by the special judge. The Delhi High Court has dismissed the bail plea of Aam Admi Party leader and former Deputy Chief Minister of Delhi, Manish Sisodia in a CBI case alleging corruption in the implementation of the excise policy for 2021-22. Justice Dinesh Kumar Sharma denied Sisodia bail on the ground that the allegations against him were very serious, pointing towards misconduct of the applicant who was admittedly a public servant and an occupant of the highest position at the time when he allegedly committed the offence. Sisodia is currently in judicial custody in the cases registered by the Central Bureau of Investigation and the Enforcement Directorate. He was denied bail by the special judge in the CBI case on March 31. He was denied bail by the trial court in the ED case also on April 28. His bail plea in the ED case is pending before the High Court now. Under the scanner are alleged irregularities in the framing and implementation of the excise policy for the year 2021-22. Sisodia has been accused of being part of a conspiracy to give wholesale business profit of 12% to certain private companies by implementing the new excise policy. Does necrophilia or committing sexual acts with a dead person rape? The Karnataka High Court has held that sexual assault on the dead body of a woman will not attract the offence of rape punishable under Section 376 of the Indian Penal Code. On this ground, the court acquitted a man who was convicted of rape for committing sexual assault on the dead body of a 21-year-old girl after murdering her. In an appeal against the conviction order passed by the trial court, the accused argued that the act amounted only to necrophilia and that there was no specific provision in the Indian Penal Code punishing the said act. Even the amicus curiae noted that Indian laws do not recognize necrophilia as a crime in itself, although the right to life with dignity under Article 21 extended beyond death and included the right to die in a dignified manner and certain rights of treatment after death, burial, etc. 
But the question here was whether sexual intercourse with a dead body would attract rape charges under any provision of the Indian Penal Code. Although ultimately the bench held that the essential ingredients of section 376 were not satisfied and acquitted the man of rape charges, it recommended that the government should consider amending or enacting a law to punish such acts. A group of persons convicted of a gruesome murder were under the influence of a demon called caste, said the Madras High Court, while upholding the life imprisonment of eight accused in the Gokul Raj murder case. A division bench of the High Court observed that the prosecution had proved the chain of circumstances that had led to the honour killing of Gokul Raj by the accused persons. Gokul Raj, a Dalit youth who was 21 years old at the time of his death, was abducted from a temple in Tamil Nadu on June 23, 2015. The next day, his body was found with his head severed. It was later found that Gokul Raj was killed by members of a fringe outfit for having a relationship with an upper caste woman. A special court in Madurai had found Yuvraj, the leader of this fringe outfit, as the prime accused and convicted him along with nine others with life imprisonment till death without remission in March last year. The Supreme Court has dismissed a challenge against a rule requiring JEE advanced candidates to have at least 75% aggregate marks in class 12 board examination or an equivalent examination. This condition was waived during the COVID-19 pandemic but subsequently revived. A bench of justices Sudhan Shudhulia and KV Vishwanathan was hearing a plea challenging an eligibility criterion for taking the joint entrance examination advanced through which admission to various undergraduate programs across Indian institutes of technology are carried out. This impugned criterion requires candidates to have secured a minimum of 75% in the aggregate in their class 12 board examination or an equivalent examination. The petitioner argued that students who had once taken this examination during the pandemic when the condition was waived should not have to face its rigour while sitting for the examination again. However, the top court refused to entertain this petition, choosing to defer to the wisdom of the expert policymakers in a matter concerning educational policy. Earlier last month, the Bombay High Court had also rejected a similar plea. Thank you for watching this video. Courts This Week is a special segment where we bring to you the most pertinent legal developments that took place last week from across the country. If you found this video useful, don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Drop a comment below with your suggestions and feedback on how we can improve our content and also tell us what you thought of this week's developments. Hit the bell icon to get notifications whenever we upload a video and visit our website www.livelaw.in to read our detailed reports. This is your host, Ostika Das, and I'll see you again next time.